Hello and welcome to the Neil and Amy podcast. This series of episodes is called Wayfinder. Why? Because this world, the people in it and the pressures of it can jack you up and they can cause you to lose your way. Next thing you know, you're overweight, unmotivated, frustrated with the relationships around you. Your life shattered in pieces and you're watching episodes of Dr. Phil and Jerry Springer just to feel normal again. This show is about helping people find joy in the middle of challenges because life is too short to live miserable. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode number 16. Last week, we were in the subject of gut guidance. and uh, Gut guidance, <laughs> gut guidance. It sounds like a Check singing in the rain kind of song. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that, that's wonderful. I'm so glad that Amy is back with us today. Hello. Welcome back, Amy. Welcome. Thank you very much, Eric. Yes. She's got all her voices and personalities in line. What personality do you plan on being today, Amy? I don't know. I My go-to is Moira on Schitt's Creek, but, you know, you know I could be the girl life, on... I felt like I was up Schitt's Creek. Is that part of the... Could be. I don't know. You <laughs> picked it. You chose it. Oh. You brought the canoe and the paddle. I just made away. Ooh, dang. Get it, girl. I also like the uh, girl on How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. That's a fun character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She would be... Yeah, th- those are great characters. Okay, so Moira... <laughs> is the one for today. So with gut guidance, what we covered last week was each one of us have this internal guidance system. It is, we, I'm playing on it, calling it the IGS, just being silly, but reality is, is that our gut, if you could call it intuition, it's an internal compass that's built within us and characters like Indiana Jones and people like that made a way through obstacles, opposition, and they set sail. They went to the the great land that they were wanting to. They found the Holy Grail, whatever you want to call it. And it was the, the gut that led the way. Things that we talked about last week that are obstacles are things like pleasing people. Fear, just fear in general. It could be fear of people, could be fear of the unknown, all the what ifs. You know, those are huge obstacles that can get in the way, cause you to stay stuck where you are. Additionally, what we added was the layer of every one of us built into our creation, built into the DNA of humankind is this intuition. Some of us have very strong intuitions because we've exercised those muscles and we've, we've gotten much better at understanding our gut instincts. Others though, you know, they, they ignore those things and they end up going down roads that they never want to go down. So when you couple that thought with the reality of what we believe, which is that by faith, we have a, a creator who indwells or lives within us and adds the layer of guidance, this internal spirit guidance. Now we have a winning system. We've got our natural guidance system that is built into us just because we're humans. And then we have the supernatural guidance system that helps send signals that say, no, 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 don't go this way, go that way, stop here, wait back up, you know, all of the different uh, guidance uh, that we that we lean on so much comes from faith. It comes from what's inside of us. So today, our focus is going to be a lot more on the negative effects of not following your gut. Dum, dum, dum. And they are there. <laughs> so <laughs> let's jump into these negative effects. What's going on with Moira over there today? What, well, right? interestingly enough, we have this amazing company that prints our t-shirts for Ewing's. Yes. And 
she randomly just texts me that they're coming up for for like an early dinner at 3.30 and wondered if she needed to make a reservation. So I was texting our daughter, who's the, the host on duty at the moment, to please make personally yours, shout out to personally yours in Bakersfield off Lanco Drive, amazing customer service, great couple. Mm-hmm. It's a husband and wife company. I love supporting husband and wife companies. Because we are one. We are one. And anyone who knows how hard it is to be married knows how much harder it is to work together with your spouse. Yes. So hats off to them, shirts off to them, (laughs) canvas bags off to them, whatever they print. Anyways, they're coming to dine, and I was texting Quincy to please make sure they have a table at 3.30. Right on. That's awesome. So, anywho, yeah, back to uh, what you were saying, which I, we, we, gosh, this topic is like such... Um, it's so close to our heart because we have lived more in the consequence of not living, listening to our gut than probably listening to our gut in the past. So we speak of the negative, at least for me, I can speak of the negative impact of not listening to your gut. Yes. More than stars, unicorns, and happy rainbows of listening to your gut and having the gold what is it? The gold pot with the leprechauns <laughs> at the end? What is that? At the pot, the pot of, the of gold. The pot of gold. Yes. At the end of the rainbow. So, yeah, this is a real thing. It I, is a real thing. And and then the early years of a leader's life, the early years of human life, I think the earlier that we can learn to rely upon the system that's built into us, the better we are. So, we're entering into, I hate to call it the second half of life, but it is. We're kind of entering into that stage. Amy's in her mid to late, late 30s, oh, and I'm wow. cracking 40. I thought 40. you were just going to make one of those menopause jokes and no. say I was like ahead of the game, and now I'm in my third quarter or something. I was about ready to climb over this table and pound you in the head with that microphone. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> Even though it sounds almost kind of fun. But... We've, we're learning and have learned, and we're trying to impart to you resources, tools, and, and little tips that are going to help you live a less miserable, more joyful life. Absolutely. And so and we learning want to avoid from our these. Mistakes. Yes. And these negative effects are very real. And I think that in the generation before us, they prided themselves on making everything kind of look put together on the outside and not talking about all of the mistakes until they had walked through them per yes. se. It was like once that hurt and that pain was gone or once that they had figured it out and they had a little bit more security or a little bit more knowledge in a certain arena, then it was like, okay, now we can talk about it. However, we don't want to wait that long no. to tell you all of the shortcomings and mistakes and failures that we feel we have walked through. We'd rather just let you know right out the gate so that maybe that will help you not have to walk through some of that pain. Yes. Because with pain comes a whole herd of buffalo that have names on their heads that are not fun things. (laughs) And today we're going to talk about five of them that are probably the most impactful in our lives of the negative effects of not listening to your gut. Yes. I'm just going to name them off really quick. It's physical sickness, depression, fatigue, seclusion, and loss of creativity and strategy. There are probably another 100,000 of them out there that could have different names, but for Neil and I, in the past 20 years of being married, 
these are the five that have probably taken the biggest. Had the most negative effect on our lives when we didn't listen. Exactly. Yeah. So let's, I mean, let's kind of go, let's jump first if, if we can into depression, because I think depression kind of leads further Mm -hmm. in. Mm -hmm. Um, So tell us about that. What do you got for depression? Well, depression is a sneaky little sucker because most of the time it sneaks up on you in a way. It's like, you know what it's like? Have you guys ever gone to the ocean on a cloudy day and you're like, it's freezing cold out. I'm going to be in my bathing suit because I'm at the beach, but it's overcast. And you'd think because it's overcast, you don't have to put sunscreen on anyone. Oh, yeah. You remember Worst my Hawaii stories. sunburn of my life. Yeah, I got a sunburn so bad one time by laying in a slightly overcast situation. Not on one the time, back though. of my leg, but this one Twice. time. Twice. Two times. But it was so bad that I walked around stiff-legged for like several days of our vacation. I looked like I had no no knee joints because Both the back of my legs Back-to-back so Hawaii trips that my parents took us on. You got sunburnt so bad that you were peeling. We would be there for two weeks and you would, when we'd get back on the plane and we'd get off the plane, it was so crazy. Why you, you had to tell like, everybody this? You had like, it looked like fake snow all over the seat it's of the airplane. It's beginning to look a lot yeah. like And on Christmas. the ground, it was like, what happened? But you, your skin was, you actually had uh, a permanent sun scar for a year. A year later. There was a line in the back of my legs because of this particular sunburn. Well, that's what depression is like, Sneaky my friends. little devil. Yes. Sneaks up on you and scorches your ass. And you don't even see it coming because you're thinking it's just overcast. Yeah. No big deal. No big deal. Yeah, but depression, when, when you have a gut inclination, and let's kind of look at some categories here. Some of our largest mistakes with gut inclinations they most of the time had to do with people. Absolutely. And had to do with, a, you know, maybe there was a gut instinct like, uh, like probably shouldn't hire that person. Mm-hmm. Maybe shouldn't make that person a partner in the venture. Mm-hmm. Maybe shouldn't spend a lot of extra time. It kind of goes back to the safe people right. episodes that we've, that we've aired. And if you're in that place where, you feel like you've got people in too close that don't need to be go back to our safe people selector and check that those episodes out. But I think people, that's a huge portion of gut instinct impact. Huge. In addition, you've got decision decisions like, are we supposed to move um, on from a certain venture, from a job, from a position, some of those things. And if you stay too long in a certain spot when you're supposed to move on and your gut's telling you that, typically pain shows up, problems show up, Mm -hmm. depression shows up, Mm -hmm. and uh, many of these other negative effects. So Mm -hmm. I think people, massive one. Another one would be just when you you know you're supposed to do something, Mm -hmm. anything at all, or maybe you're supposed to stop doing something and start doing something else, Mm -hmm. and you don't take the cues from your gut, then you end up getting rolled over like the big ball on Indiana Jones Mm -hmm. just coming at you. And there's just nothing you can do about it. So those are the two main categories I can think of right now. And environments are huge. Environments. So if you're a person who's like sensitive to their environments, that could be like a 
75% or more, I would say, on how you view yourself, how you view where you are in life by your environment. What I mean by that is this world is big. There are so many beautiful things to look at. If you're a creative creature, you are like driven by textures and colors and, you know, shapes and all of these different things. And when you get into a a little closet with some fluorescent lights above you and you have your your little push pin, you know, cork board in front of you and your PC that's like exactly like this and you have just a li- enough a little elbow room to just work right there and you're doing that day in and day out, that will kill you mentally. Yes. That is like for a creative person, that's the worst. Yes. So environments are huge too. Uh just as people can change your mood and environment can change your mood too. I think that we as humans, we don't give enough attention to all of the things that are coming at us and, and around us that create how we think, what we think, how we feel, what we feel. And then ultimately what comes out of us is a product of all of that other stuff that's hidden in the behind the scenes. Yes. And I think that depression you know, I'm not going to go into like the clinical side of it and all of that, but I think that depression is what happens there is it's that lack of hope. It's I'm going to be stuck in this cubicle the rest of my life. Yes. I'm going to be stuck at, you know, I want a house that has 14 foot ceilings and I'm stuck in a house that has seven and a half foot ceilings. And I feel like the walls are caving in on me. Yes. You know, simple things like that. I really would like to go to Dave's taco cart and buy an eight dollar taco, but I'm in line at Taco Bell. You know what I mean? I, I mean, there's like little things that like mentally can like get a hold of you, and the next thing you know, we're not grateful that we just have a meal. We are hungry and like an- uh, anxious for this bigger thing that's out there. Yeah, and that becomes our world, and that becomes our viewpoint of ourselves based on on our needs, and then the next thing you know life's horrible and the dark cloud comes over us and Lyle with his blanket is in our ear going, this is such a bad day. And if we had to just chalk that up to anything, it's loss of hope. Yes, for sure. Yeah. So there, those are some contributing factors to, you know, categories that if you're not paying attention to your gut, Mm-hmm. negative effects, negative impact starts to happen to you. And in some sense, I think we could almost order these, but we won't. No. Um, but, you know, that negative effect of depression, a lot of times that dark can kind of lead to isolation. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, fatigue usually is close behind depression because when you have depression, you are you're kind of just like stuck in the middle of the road and you don't want to climb up the road and you don't want to climb, you know, walk down the road. You're just kind of stuck. And fatigue is not a fun thing. I've had that in my life. The days where your mind is still active and like wanting to do things, but your body can't, you can't support the things and the dreams that you have in your heart anymore. It's almost like you've given up on all of that stuff. And what's 
really like frustrating about all of that is it's, it's only a small amount of positive. It's only a small amount of hopeful, small amount of laughing, a small amount of um, good interaction with another human, like real positive, like not negative condemning, but like total acceptance and love and that can swing someone from that depression and that fatigue over into the opposite of those categories. It's very small. It's not it. And then very small over a period of time can get you free of free and clear of that. And what I mean by that is if you look up studies just about like what laughing does for a human, we don't even give laughing enough credit. It's like laughing, whatever laughter releases in your body can actually like pull you out of funk. Absolutely. It's good for the bones. Right. Laughter's, they say the, Eric, do you remember laughter is the, is it best medicine? It's the best medicine. Better than antidepressants. Right. Well, why would somebody say that? Because they've actually had like an encounter with true laughter and things like that. I think that looking back over my life, you know, I got pregnant when I was 18 and that was kind of like a side swipe uh, or not sides. What do you call that when you get hit on the side? Side bust. Side bust. Um, And I would never, going back, I would never change anything like that. I would never change my circumstance whatsoever because I have a beautiful baby to prove for that. But the fact of the matter is, is when you think life is going a certain way and then it doesn't go that way, you have to reorder, reconfigure, look at yourself in the mirror and go, okay, now, you know, that punch came. Now what am I going to do about it? And since that, since you and I getting married at 18 and 20, we have thought life would go a certain way. And collectively, however we thought life was going to go in each, I don't know if you'd call it a cul-de-sac or what, but in each part of that, those journeys, there's times that you just want to go, F it. I don't know what to do. I'm not happy about my circumstance right in this exact moment. I'm not happy about the people I have around my life. Everything seems like nails on a chalkboard right now, and you just want to check out. And when we're talking about gut guidance, it's like in those moments, your gut will tell you a couple things. Your, your gut will like give you little hints of, okay, either like just chill out, take a breather, or nope, make a quick right turn, make a quick left turn. Hey, backtrack, go back, go back, go back, you know, retreat, retreat, whatever it is. And I think that I could honestly say I've heard all of those in my, so far in my life, I've heard all of those different commands just at different points in my life. But back to being 18 and being pregnant, when, when you're faced with life's, with, with life staring at you in the face and you have to do something about it, 
you only have a short window to like make a choice. You know, it's not like you have 365 days to pull your shit together and then report to do the duty and receive your next mission. It's like, what are you going to do about this right now? You, you got to make, you got to make a quick decision. And I think that in those moments, if we're not actually listening to our gut, we let depression take root. We let fatigue take root. And in, in my personal life, I can look back and I can think of all the times that I've let all those, the different things I mentioned take root. And it took so much longer to get out of those things than it did to get into those things. So, you know, the, the key is that we're kind of like being a good soldier along the way and kind of swatting off this stuff as it's coming at us because even though that takes a lot of energy, it's going to take a lot less energy than trying to pull ourselves out of these, what I would call the five big negative effects of not listening to your gut. And so you hit on, you hit on, um, depression a little bit. That's, that's a result. You hit on fatigue. Talk about when you were walking through fatigue, how your gut instincts led you to fatigue. And, you know, there were times where quite literally just getting out of bed was difficult to do. It would have mm -hmm. been better just to to stay in what we used to call the cave mm -hmm. and away from reality, away from the people, away from the issues of mm -hmm. life. What did that feel like when you were at those points of fatigue and what types of frustrations came along with that fatigue? Well, fatigue is a lonely companion because Mentally, you're there, but not really. And physically, you have no fight left in you. No fight at all. It's like you feel like you're swinging in the wind against the wind. It, there's getting out of bed and putting your shoes on is like out of breath kind of a fatigue um, feeling. And I could contribute the fatigue in my life to having toxic people in my life. And the sooner that those toxic people were removed was the sooner that the fatigue left. And I don't know, I haven't quite figured out what it is about toxic people and how they can mentally make you feel as though you don't have a fight left in you. Like they, they can make you believe that you're, you know, I'll, I'll just say like, worthless or you're wrong or you're, you know, they have a, a good way of putting that all on you. And, and it feels like they just took a, a wheelbarrow worth of negative emotions and thoughts and just dumped it on your porch. And now you have to like sort it out before you can get through your front door. Um, but that's a lot of work and it's a lot of work to, to properly sort through information and not just like, F them, you know, I'm, I'm the right, I'm in the right person. I'm in the right spot. I'm the right person. I have, I have all the right answers. I don't know what they're talking about, but if you're actually like trying to like through humility and, and love sort through those types of things of people putting their crap on you, 
it's exhausting because you're having to constantly measure, okay, what part of, what part of the street does Amy have to be accountable for? What are the things that Amy should be um, changing? Does Amy need to be sorry for something? Does Amy need to ask for forgiveness from someone? Does Amy, and if you're constantly keeping an inventory of your side of the street, it can be very exhausting while someone's still piling wheelbarrow after wheelbarrow at your front door and you can't get out. That would be my best explanation of what fatigue actually feels like because it doesn't feel like you're ever making progress. Um, fatigue also comes from like just physical, physical sickness, but that is its own category in our conversation today. Physical sickness is something that I didn't realize had such a close connection with our world, like your personal world. Like I, I didn't realize that that was even a thing. I thought it was like, here's your personal world, Eric, you have everything inside your life and then you have good, bad, and ugly. And then you have physical sickness and they're not combined. This is the clinical side of your body. This is the emotional side of your body. I did not realize how much the physical side of your body, the emotional side of your body actually are like woven together Yes. until probably like within the last five years mm-hmm. and yeah, because, 38 now. So yeah. So let's back up. We're let's say we're in our early thirties. We're launching some some new business directions, ministry directions. And at that time of our lives, people were coming um, around like crazy, wanting to be a part of what it was that we were doing, offering skills, offering, you know, opinions. Mm-hmm. And and there were certain points where where Amy's gut was saying, no, 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 put the brakes on, not right now. Mm-hmm. And I think I, on the other hand, was a little bit more in the zone of, well, let's just see. Yeah. You know, let's let's just let this run its course. Yeah, it's almost like that, like, um, if it happens, it happens kind of thing. But that's the crazy part about your gut is you cannot follow your gut and say, like, if it happens, it happens, or you, you can't use those in the same category. Right. And that was the the issue that you and I were having together was you had an agenda and a strategy that you were walking in because you were in a different space than I was. Yes. And I was having a major conflict of that physical and that emotional. And then with, and just something deep down in your knower that said, no, 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 this isn't right. This isn't right. That person don't bring them that close or Mm -hmm. whatever. And, and so now you know, from our 30s, from from when I was 30 until now, which I'm 40, in that 10-year span, I can think of of wave after wave of times where your gut and even your advice or direction to me was, wait a second, we can't, like there is something off mm-hmm. with this person. There's something off with this direction. Mm-hmm. And when we ignored that... We paid for it. We paid like hugely for Mm -hmm. that. We paid for it in giving some of those people where Amy was saying, no, no, don't trust that person because they have another agenda and it's not the same agenda. Mm -hmm. And so we would bring them closer. 
And then we would give them influence. We would give them, you know, uh, even people. We would point people to follow after them because there was a lot going on in our organization. So we were mm-hmm. we were saying, no, you can, you know, this person can lead this and it's not going to do any damage. Right. But over the course of time, Amy's gut continued to have red flag after red flag. And then typically it would just be months later, not years, but normally just months, mm-hmm. that that thing would be exposed for whatever it was. The people would show their true colors. They would show their true agenda. They would rally a, a split of the of the organization. You know, things like that would happen. Mm-hmm. And And as you know, listener, as you know, Amy's recently gone through some very, um, some very like Traumatic. serious, <laughs> like gut clean out, um, like an actual surgery that when the doctor got in and looked at the devastation that had happened inside her physical body, some of that devastation was probably just physical makeup and mm-hmm. things that were happening. But a big portion of the stress, the anxiety, the worry, those things had a very significant impact on her physical body mm-hmm. and led her to physical sickness. Right. And this is proven. Many, many studies do show that if your body's racked with stress, racked with, with the various, with depression over long periods of time, it does have an impact on your physical body. Mm-hmm. It creates physical sickness, which is actually, in my opinion, it's a huge blessing that God built us that way. Because if we're paying attention to our inside and paying attention to our physical bodies, mm-hmm. there's indicators that tell us, slow down, fix this, and do that. And when we're not paying attention to those things, the negative impact is total physical disruption. Right, and it's significant on your way of life. I'm an outgoing person. I don't want to be cooped up in a bedroom, but being cooped up in a bedroom became my comfortability because my physical ailments were so great. I don't even think people realized how great they were. Um, And I do attribute that to the stress, and I do attribute that to... Uh, not having the right people in your crew. And why we're telling you this now is because when we talk about your gut and the guidance that you can get from your gut, also another way of saying it is like the spirit, your spirit inside of you that we believe that God imparts his spirit into us. And so that's another GPS system there. And the most the most comfortable way for a human to understand that is by using this language, the gut guidance. Yeah. Um, when you don't listen to your gut, you do pay for it later. And I can say that it's probably by not listening to my gut over the 38 years I've been alive, I, I think that 10 years of out of the 38, I could have had a way better way of life. I think that we would probably be farther down the road in our organization and our businesses and things like that if we wouldn't have 
just thought of the glass half full, gave gave people and circumstances like, oh, it, it, you know, it'll all work out. It'll all work out. You know, when God opens, a, when what's the saying? When God opens a... Where God guides, God provides. I don't know. No, it's like if he, something about a door and a window. If, if uh, closes a door, opens a opens window. Opens a window, yeah. You know, we can like we can kind of like feed ourselves all these fancy little fun quotes that, you know, have hummingbirds swirling around them and things like that. But facts of the matter are, is that it actually does take a toll on your body. Yes. And we want to remind you that it's important that you go with your gut. Now we're now what we're not saying is that you have an inclination and, and then like right now today, this hour, I got the inclination and now you know, one hour later, I'm divorcing my wife because I have this gut feeling that something bad. That's not what we're saying. We're not saying be rogue and like crazy about your gut. But what we are saying is listen to your gut. If you're listening to someone talk, you have to listen. It, you, it takes a series of, of a period of time for you to listen to it. So listen to your gut, meaning, you know, check it out, see what it's saying, what is going on. Let's bounce this off somebody that is in your life that actually knows the inside scoop, not just the pretty and the pretty side and how the outside looks like somebody who actually knows who you are and how you think bounce this gut, these gut feelings off of them because we don't want you to live a life of seclusion because that's ultimately where you end up. You end up being a homebody who doesn't want to talk to anyone because all they're going to say, who hates this? Hi, how are you? And, and you are not good. And it's like, good. How are you? You know, right off the gate, it's like, uh, this is terrible. Like I'm dying inside and I don't even, I can't even express this through words. And if you're a creative person and you have gone through physical sickness and depression and fatigue and seclusion, you know that like that's even a lonelier place to be is not have the creativity. Yeah. Because sure. you thrive off of the creativity. The creativity is what feeds you, what gives you energy, what um, you know makes you want to crack certain codes, if you will. You know the 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 strategy of getting through this day and the strategy of getting through whatever your job consists of. When that's missing, it's like I feel like I'm now I'm stuck in the battleship game, and at any moment my boat's getting blown up. Yeah, for sure. So Eric, I'm going to throw some questions to you. Those, those top four things, depression, fatigue, seclusion, and physical sickness, any of those, have you seen any of those show up in your life at any point in time that you can recall? And was it connected to any gut instinct that well, you had? I'm dealing with all of that right now, actually. Okay. And I'm really struggling and I'm, I'm pretty depressed currently. And it's a, the thing that's immediately driving it is I'm struggling with sleep apnea, which I'm working on getting some like medical help for that. But it's just like, it's destroying my sleep, which is making me very depressed. So, um, so that's one component. Yeah. Are there additional components that you see in your life that, that could drive those yeah, factors? Probably. Um, I'm not sure that I want to necessarily talk about those publicly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but it's like you said, the mind body connection. Um, 
the uh, yeah, I mean, the sleep apnea is probably has some deeper thing that's driving that. Mm-hmm. And so, but you know, when we when we talk about helping people find their way, and that's a completely transparent moment that Eric just brought to all of us, is that you know he's sitting at our table, and and we're seeking to be people that help people find their call and make life count and. Um, and there are factors because it's, it's like a constant tension that we all walk in. You know, Amy's being vulnerable and expressing her struggles and we've all walked through them. Eric is, is communicating some of those right now. And in order to, to stay in a point of balance, it's like, it's like a constant, it's like being on a balance beam almost, or we used to have a, ball that had mm-hmm. it was like a ball and then a balance bar, balance ball yeah like a balance board because mm-hmm. there was a ball and then there was like a board that went around that and you'd position your feet on it and then you try to kind of keep life in balance and as soon as you start leaning more in one direction then ah now now you're like you're you're no longer in balance you're you're actually like leaning over on something that is is causing more devastation in your life Mm -hmm. some people get so out of balance that the only sanity that they can bring to their life is substances Mm -hmm. that's where alcoholism it's where you know medications things of that nature they give us a high Mm -hmm. in order to level off the low Mm -hmm. but ultimately it's an outside stimulus that is causing that to happen. And what we're attempting to do is we're attempting to help create pathways and conversation points to help people make decisions that lead them to lands of like joy and peace and love Mm -hmm. and, and all of those good things. But if we don't take seriously our calling, take seriously our passions, all of those things, we land in in depression and fatigue and misery mm-hmm. in places that we don't want to live. And again, Amy and I speak as experts on this subject. And I'm not saying that to pat ourselves on the back. I'm saying that because we've journeyed these lands mm-hmm. and we've opted to continue to press forward no matter what the opposition is, no matter what person tries to tear down or any of those things and and this gut inclination the spirit guidance system this internal guidance system is really the factor that can cause somebody to have enough courage to actually make a change yep we've said this quote a few times in the 16 episodes that we've um, conveyed thus far but dr henry cloud wrote in one of his books it, it could have been necessary endings or it could have been the book Boundaries. But he wrote that this thought that until the, the pain of change, or this, this is a little bit of a tongue twister, and I always seem to get it wrong, so if I do, I'll come back. No, that's but right. Until the pain of change is, or until the pain of staying the same outweighs the pain of change, then you stay stuck in your circumstance. Is that the right way it's, of saying it? And until the pain of change, no, until the pain of staying the same 
is greater. Yeah, is greater than the pain, the pain of, of change. change. You will always be stuck in your circumstances. Yeah. Meaning, breaking it down, meaning if ev- most people, the fear of change, the pain of change is way higher than just like staying with what whatever they whatever are currently it is. in. Yeah. But at some point, if you're being led or your gut is telling you to go, at some point, that scale is going to swap. Yep. And now it's going to be like, the pain of change is going to be easier than staying in this misery that I'm in. Picture it kind of like this. There's, have you ever seen those people that walk on like coals? You know, and this kind of sucks to think of life like this, but on one side of, of the bed of coals that you have to walk through to get to the good land, you're stuck in a circumstance and, and there's, there, it's almost like there's fire pressing in on you and it's putting heat on you and you're staying in that one spot because you're like, well, I don't want to go across those coals because that's going to hurt. But but you have this blowtorch that's coming at you and at some point that blowtorch is going to get so hot, the fire is going to get so bright, it's going to actually start to incinerate you if you don't decide I've got to run those coals. And, and at some point it's just way more to stay where I am than it is to go to where I'm called to go. Even though you know that that's going to hurt my feet. I know if I stay here, it's going to, it's going to kill me. And if, Mm -hmm. but if I go there, then there's at least the chance of getting away from, from this. Right. And, and that's kind of the, the idea. And, and there's escape routes and people take escape routes from pain constantly we're always looking to escape into something that kind of shelters us from whatever it is that's hurting us or harming us. The problem with that is if we don't have a good plan or a good method to, to get to a better land, then we just basically do, as Amy said, we hide in the room, we, we seclude ourselves, and we allow those things to overwhelm us and, and then life is just completely miserable. Mm-hmm. In the book Wayfinder, we tell stories. My personal story, some of Amy's stories is actually being tailored. I, 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 I'm excited about this. Um, we tell a story of a gentleman named Donnie where life was painful for us. And that pain drove us to the point of desperation to do something different. So essentially where we're going here is that our guts, our intuition, our spirit guidance, if we're bumping into roads of misery, then that gut instinct, it can cause us to take new pathways. Mm -hmm. And those new pathways can be very, very positive, very positive. Life is not meant to be miserable. Nope. It's not. We're meant to be, we were created to, to commune with the creator. Mm-hmm. And when we are not communing with that creator, which is the ultimate source of life, the ultimate source of charge or energy or mm-hmm. power, then we stay in this domain of disconnection. Mm-hmm. And we're not meant to be disconnected. No. We're meant to be connected. The opposite of that. And this world wants to pull us to dysfunction. 
and God's, yeah, just saying, hey, like right here, like I'm trying to tell you, I'm trying to show you. Mm-hmm. There were certain points where I prayed this prayer for myself and my family and publicly for even hundreds of people. I would say, I pray that if you're not on the right road, that you get real miserable. Mm-hmm. And that does not always mean you have to relocate. It doesn't always mean you have to get out of your current No, most of the time it's a mental and a physical issue. It's not really like what you're doing with your eight to five or yeah. what it's do, you, an do you live on stagecoach or do you live on Alta Sierra? Do you live on Buena Vista? What, where do you live? Like, yes. it's not what we're talking about. It's that it's what's guiding you inside. And when we say get on a new road, we're meaning what is dictating your forward progress. Yes. What's the, the motor in your boat? Yes. Yeah. The internal system. Mm-hmm. We pulled up to our restaurant just this morning and Eric would know this. We spent a lot of time redesigning the inside of the restaurant. And Amy pointed out, she said, Neil, do you realize that every time we buy a building, we always redo the inside. And then when we are really good on the inside, then we make something over on the outside. Mm -hmm. And we're getting to that point, and Eric would attest to this, where the inside of this restaurant is is getting pretty clean. In fact, even the back of the restaurant, meaning the, the kitchen, which many would say is the heart Mm -hmm. of the restaurant. And by clean, we don't mean sanitary. We mean like function, flow, systems, processes. Yeah. It's a a space where it's like, wow, people want to just stay here. Mm -hmm. We're opening a a, what we call Eagle Eye. And Eric, you talk about Eagle Eye sometimes. What do you think about that space? Oh, it's my favorite space at Ewing's. How come? Uh, The feng shui is amazing. (laughs) <laughs> and you've said often, like, you're a coffee connoisseur. You're yeah, like, dude, I, I just, just want chill to hang, back here. I just want to hang out there. Yeah. Yeah. And wouldn't that be incredible if our interior spaces of mm-hmm. our lives were just places where we could just, like, sit in peace? It's yeah. like, oh. I wanted to, that's a perfect time for me to share the scripture. Um, and many times when I would be laid up in pain from the scale of zero to 10, pain being 12, um, this scripture was like something that I felt like was dropped in our lap through multiple people and just seeking out like what, you know, you know, that throw yourself on the floor. Why God actually, can I, before I share the scripture, yeah. I have to tell a funny story. Tell the story. Okay. That's a good one. So my buddy goes to the CHP Academy and, um, he'd come home like every couple of weeks and I'd say, tell me something funny that happened in the Academy. And he said, well, <laughs> Yesterday, we had to do the pepper spray thing. So they all had to stand up, put their hands behind their backs, and then the sergeant or whoever would walk through and close to your face, spray you with pepper spray. And then you were, there was a certain amount of time where you like, don't react, don't react. And he said that this one. Well, and because you had to learn, I think part of the tactic is you got to learn how it feels. Yes. And you, and you've, you got to learn. In the event, like how to deal with the pain. Yeah, during something like that happening to you. So he says that the gal a few rows down from him gets sprayed, knows it's coming, right? Like signed up for this. He sprays her in the face and immediately she screams, why God? And drops to her knees with her hands out. Like flopping around like a fish out of water. 
Um, I'm sorry, hun, but I don't think God had anything to do with this. You signed yourself up for this, babe. Yeah. Yeah. This was your choice. Yeah. But since then, the why God thing has kind of been like a comedic outlet yeah. for me. People will do that all the time. Like I, I get totally annihilated in their yeah. life and then say, why God? Why God? You know, why did my wife leave me? I don't know. Um, are you hammered drunk when she comes home and you call her bad names? Yes. Hmm. Probably hadn't, probably wasn't God that made her leave you. I don't know. Just saying. Anyways, this one's the scripture. It's found in Isaiah. It says, you will keep in perfect peace him whose mind is steadfast because he trusts you. Yeah. And if you just like water that down, basically it's saying like our creator will help us not only like have peace, contain peace, give peace. If our mind is steadfast on just trusting him. And so there's so many circumstances, whether it's your health, it doesn't matter if you got yourself in the mess. It doesn't matter that I didn't pick the right people to be in my life. And they created so much pain and anxiety in my life that it, that I had physical issues because of it. God still in those moments he still gave me peace in if I was trusting in him. Yes. And there's like those little key little caveats. It's like, if you, you know, if we trust him, peace is, peace is something that comes with that. Yes. And so it's not like, well, you've done screwed up, Amy. You got all the wrong people in your life and I don't think you should do anything except get out of town. You know, it, it if, if that's where you are in your mindset, I want to just like remind you that it's never too late to take a break, take a pause, regather, reconfigure the elements that are one coming into your life that you're allowing into your life. But then two, how you're viewing yourself and, and there's something to be said about like that mental I don't want to call it mental stability because I don't think it's like about, about being stable. It's about what? Well, the word trust, it that means solidity. It means to be on solid ground. Yes. And it, depending on what you're trusting right. determines that. So when right. we're speaking in this context, we're saying trust, it's in, it's in the Lord. It's mm-hmm. in God. And so it means to attach yourself to something that is immovable. Right. Unshakable, absolutely solid. Everything apart from that ground, if we're trusting in anything else, then it is shakable and it is movable. So I, that's where it's God will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because right. they trust in in him. Exactly. And that is easy to do. That doesn't happen by going to church from 10 to 11. It doesn't happen by having your home group every Wednesday night. It doesn't happen because you, you know, did the Hail Marys and you wore your cross necklace and, you know, it has nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with, with your gut. With, and an internal anchor. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and being, being vulnerable enough to say, man, this sucks. I hate being in my bedroom and being super sick and not wanting to go out and see people. And I don't want to do this anymore. God, what can I do? Mm-hmm. What, what way, what do I need to, what part of my gut am I not listening to? Cause he'll, if we get real specific in our questions, he'll get real specific in his answers. Absolutely. When I was 
younger, 19 years old, before Amy and I got married, I write about this in Wayfinder, life became very miserable for me. It didn't even look like it was horrible on the outside, but on the inside, it was miserable. Mm-hmm. And I was struggling because I was using substances to help um, get me out of the funk. You know, I would, you know, and again, I'm not, I'm not downing substances. I still enjoy a beer, wine, or whatever. But I was really depending on, you know, smoking pot all day, every day. I was depending on all these different substances to kind of be my my uplift. And it was just landing me in a bad zone. And so, so I, I, through the grace of God, was able to stop doing those substances for a little bit. And then what I found is I was living in an environment that was, everybody else was doing them. So it was very difficult to not do them when it was happening all around me. Mm-hmm. And I could have just up and bailed out of the house. I could have moved out, could have went to a new friend's house, could have moved home could have done any of those things, but I'm thankful that I didn't. I was actually, I stayed in that house and I dealt with those demons and those struggles Mm -hmm. and I overcame them in the middle of what could have been said, well, that's your problem. You're in this miserable location. Mm -hmm. No, it had, it didn't have anything to do with the external miseries. It had everything to do with the internal stuff that was going on in me. And was I a happy person here? Mm -hmm. Because I think it's, it's a beautiful thought that, even if all hell is breaking loose around us, if we have internal stability and and we've listened and we've taken our cues, we can be in perfect peace in the middle of the greatest storms. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I was kind of just prompted, I think, um, because we all deal with this stuff. Mm -hmm. It's an ongoing thing. It's not like, okay, well, we're done with this podcast. So, uh, Great. Catch you on episode 17. This is like a part of life. It is. It's an ongoing thing. It, it, we don't master it and then put it away and bury it and then move on to the next thing. It's something that we carry throughout our entire life. Yeah. And, and I think the ultimate point here is that the outside circumstances, they can, they can be a factor in your inside misery. But ultimately, your, your inside misery is something that you have to master wherever you are. Right. But we have to take our cues from our gut. Mm -hmm. And if we don't take our cues from our gut, we pay the price physically. And, Mm -hmm. and that does affect more than just our individual self, right? More people. Right. So if you're stuck out there and you're like, I'm stuck in fatigue, I'm stuck in depression. I'm have no creativity. I have no drive. I, you know, any of those things that we mentioned, now would be a great time for you to start becoming a detective on your own life Mm -hmm. and take that magnifying glass and look around in those dark spots and look around at the people that you're allowing to talk to you a certain way. Look at the, you know, look at your scenario with your, whoever's in your home, look at the scenario and really start to critique and decide what, what is meant to last and what, is meant to change. Yeah. And if it's meant to change, you don't have to do it like with a, you know, a, a wand beating somebody over the head, but heart to heart conversation about like, this is my expectation of what I'm needing. If it has to do with someone else, or if it has to do with something that is inside of you that you need to change, you probably should share that with a safe person so that you can get it off your chest and then they can help you along the way as well. Yeah. Because, 
there's nothing worse than feeling all bottled up alone and you don't have anyone to share these things with and no one understands you and you feel like the black sheep and you're trying to keep a good smile on your face when you go out in public and all of that. I lived through all of that and it's miserable. It is. And you can make, you can change today can be your defining moment to say enough is enough. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to be sick. Enough is enough. I'm not going to have these, this dark filter in my eyes. Enough is enough. I'm not going to be talked to like that by this person. Um, I'm not going to be made to feel like I'm worthless and I can't do anything. Yes. That's not what your creator says about you. So let's put things in the right perspective, put them in the right order and then move on. Yes. You know, (laughs) this is what we've written about. We've written a lot about this particular subject in, in Wayfinder. I think that what we should do is on the next episode, go into the last effect of the, the vision of your life and the strategy of your life. Those things die Mm -hmm. when you're stuck in depression, physical ailments, being isolated, you know, in solitude, all of those things. Um, we've got to deal with those things Mm -hmm. because what absolutely happens is when you lose the vision for your life, the strategy for your life, where you're trying to go and it's, you've got, you've got to stop. You've got to assess. You've got to, you've got to realign and then get going in that direction. Mm -hmm. Amy and I are huge in terms of vision and strategy and the times where we've been suffered, where, where our families suffered, our businesses have suffered, and we've suffered, are when we didn't listen to our gut, we landed in these zones. Mm-hmm. And, and then it's like, no, we're, we still have this pressure to, to go and to take the mountain, but we can't even get out of base camp, let, you know, can't, can't even get out of bed, which is in base camp, because mm-hmm. we're so freaking exhausted mm-hmm. because we didn't listen along the way. Yep. And so rest and recuperation and and really focusing on taking care of yourself physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, mm-hmm. it can get your energy back. Yep. And then once you get your energy back, it's like, okay, now let's take this new hill. Uh, but when you try to take the new hill and you don't have what it takes to get depleted. to the top, mm-hmm. you know, it's just, it's a challenge. So yeah. We believe it. We believe, truly believe that that life is meant to be bright. When that sun comes up in the morning, we're sitting in this room right now and it's a, it's a room I've come to love. The sun will come up and I'll see the light shine through the trees and I'll see the little chipmunks and squirrels and birds come in and, and land on the branches and do all their things. There's joy in that. There's there's excitement in that. But when life is dark and you sit here and it's like the sun's coming up and it's like, oh, great, another day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, it's like the version of like, oh, yeah, yeah, on Enchanted. Remember, like <laughs> all the birds and everybody's like partying and like, ah, yeah. ah, ah. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, now we're going into Jafar's land. <laughs> Jafar. <laughs> it's dark, red, and sienna and black. Yeah. And no joy or happiness ever no. found. Life is not meant to be lived like that. Exactly. 
But unfortunately, that's the way that many of us live our lives. And even, you know, Amy, Amy and I, people would look at us and, and we've had people say this over and over, man, we envy what you have in your family life. We envy what you have. You seem to always be happy. You, say, you know what? It took a lot of internal work mm-hmm. to get to that point. Mm-hmm. And it took a, and, and we, I dove, dove deep in my internal work in my late teens, early twenties. Now I'm at a point where I can effectively teach this stuff. But I, but back then I was in a tangled up mess. Now we want to help people get out of their own messes and get on Absolutely. with the mission that God has, has called each of us to. So mm-hmm. Eric, any thoughts? Um, I can't think of any right now. Well, I think maybe over time, Eric will have his tune mm. change because I can see he's ripe and ready mm-hmm. for it. And then maybe someday he'll be like, you know what? Boom. This is no longer the Neil and Amy podcast. This is the Eric <laughs> podcast and I'm leading this mother. He mutes our mic. Yeah, he's like, I'm in control of this board here and it's my turn to talk. I never mute mics. <laughs> That's not a thing. Yeah. All right. Welcome well. to the Eric podcast where we talk about <laughs> plywood, sound checks, and depression. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All very applicable things to talk about in this day and age. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, we want to thank you for listening. Uh, we definitely want to encourage you to keep your uh, ears and eyes peeled for the Wayfinder book that's on its way. We're moving close to a new year. This episode was actually um, recorded in right around early December and moving into 2021. And at this point in time, uh, America, the world's gone through a global pandemic where people are cooped up in homes and depression is a very real thing. So we're pivoting and, and we're seeing positivity starting to take shape. So if you're on that journey with us, we would totally encourage you to share this podcast um, out there with your friends, get people listening to it and supporting it and um, help us get this message out to help as many people as we possibly can. And Eric, I love it when you close with your, with your little uh, like comment, share, subscribe. Uh, Am I forgetting one? I don't know. Our blog, blog, blog about our podcast. (laughs) You could go to (laughs) neilandamy.com to check out some of those resources. And I think that's it. I think so. Life's too short to be be dumb and miserable. (laughs) Life's too short to live miserable. So what are you going to do about it? Take some steps. That's right. Bye-bye for now. All right. Later.